So we are going deep and we are getting super self-honest to really hone in on where you might be blocking yourself from your next level. And that next level might include more impact, more income, more flow, more ease, or probably a combination of all of them, especially if you're like me, creating, growing, scaling a soulful business, a business that lights you up, that supports your lifestyle, that flows, feels exciting, all the things. So there's three kind of key areas I have experienced myself and I've also seen with clients, seen inside other programs with entrepreneurs inside them that tend to come up again and again when we're like, oh, why can't I get to that next level? What is going wrong? Like, what's happening? So the purpose of this episode is to really hone in on whether any of these things are resonating for you or happening for you. You might be like with some of them thinking, no, no, that's not me. Maybe with other ones, you're like, oh my gosh, nail on the head moment. And what I want you to remember with this episode is this is not about shaming. It's not about being like, oh my God, I've done that wrong. I can't believe I did that. Why did I do that? That is so bad. Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like, why did I do that? It's not about shaming or anything like that. It's literally about bringing awareness to where you might be blocking yourself so that you can transcend through this. And that might take literally this episode to bring awareness to it and be like, oh, okay, cool. I know to take this action step and then I can just change that straight away. Or it might take a little bit of mindset work or it might take a little bit of setup. It might take a little bit of like jiggering stuff around. But it's not about shaming. It's about bringing awareness to it so you can transcend these things, transcend any thoughts coming up, put things in place to really support you getting to your next level. So, numero uno. Don't know why I'm speaking Spanish, but I I don't know what it is. I love saying numbers in different languages. (laughs) So the first one, not optimizing. Not optimizing what you are doing. So it's like, how can you do more without having more time? It goes back to the whole thing of like, are you creating a business where you're trading money for time? Or are you creating a business that can be scalable? And this actually really relates to my second point that I'm going to get onto as well, which is having the foundations in place to be able to scale. But let's start with number one, not optimizing what you're doing. So let's say, for example, you have a course that you have and you have five people who can sign up to it. And you're like, yep, I can cope with those five people. I once they sign up, then I send them each this personalized email and then I send them each this personalized thing. And then we start the program, et cetera, et cetera. I do it all live, et cetera, all this kind of stuff. But then it's like, okay, what happens if 10 people were there? What happens with 25, 50 people inside that program? You couldn't spend all that time showing them all personalized emails, personalized you know, feedback on stuff. So it's like, how can we optimize these things? And it's not only like op- looking at whether you want to optimize your client experience, because in some case you might be like, no, no, I want to do that. And that's fine. If that is how you desire to do it, then yes, we want to do it that way. But if that's not working for you, that's when we want to bring awareness to it and really think, how do I want it to work? Or if I want to have 50 people inside here, how is it going to work? 
So we want to really bring awareness to that. And this means considering things like outsourcing. And I spoke about this a bit in another episode that I will link below so that you can have a little lesson where I talk about scaling in a soulful way, outsourcing, all the kind of things. So it really relates to this episode. So when we outsource, we are optimizing things. We're either outsourcing by getting someone else to do something so that we can work in those areas which are our zone of genius, the areas where we are, you know, like working from our soul, they just come naturally to us. We're like, yep, this is, this is simple. This is my area. But it's like, if there's other areas which aren't your area, we want to outsource them where we can. Get someone else who that is their area of expertise to work on those so that we can free up our time, our energy to be able to work on other things or to be able to nurture ourselves. Because sometimes it is the case that actually we realize I just need to get some time back so I can work on myself. Or I just need to get some time back because I wanna do this, 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 and this. So then it's like, okay, how can I optimize everything else to be able to get back some time? And then the other way of outsourcing is outsourcing through programs. So for example, I have automation set up in the background where it's like, you know, if someone joins one of my courses, they automatically get sent a welcome email. Then like a couple of weeks later, they'll get another automatic email. How are you getting on? Do you have any questions? And some of these automations are in my email campaign, email um, provider. Others are with a program called Zapier, which like automates programs together. So it might be like you have a Google sheet that automatically fills out from a Zapier and then that automatically tells an email provider to do this. So Zapier is well worth looking at if you are starting to scale or you are desiring more optimization in your business. So it's like, how can we optimize what we're doing to get back more time, to be able to have more impact, more ease, more flow? And then the next little point I just touched on is having the foundations in place to be able to scale to that next level. Because it's like what I said, if we don't have the foundations in place to be able to go from five to 50 people, how can we expect to get 50 people inside there? What would happen if you had 50 people inside your group program? Would it just be overwhelming? In which case, you're probably repelling that with the energy behind how you're talking about it. It's like, yeah, I desire that. I desire 50 people in there, but your subconscious belief is like, oh my God, I couldn't even handle that if 50 people were in there. Then that comes through in the energetics around how you're talking about things. So it's really getting self-honest and, you know, do you have the foundations in place for more and more people to be able to pay you? Do you have the foundations in place if more and more people were to follow you or to ask questions? Do you have the foundations in place to be able to serve those clients? Do you have the foundations in place to be able to nurture yourself, to you know, have enough time to go and do the things you still wanna do, maybe like go and work out, eat healthily, all those kind of things. What needs putting in place in not only your business, but your lifestyle to be able to get to that next level? Because it all relates. It's like if we are struggling in our personal life and we're like, oh my God, I'm not healthy. I'm, you know, not exercising and I want to have the time to be able to do that. But it's like we haven't even put the foundations in place and 
you know, how to process to buy healthy food or made time to buy healthy food or anything like that, then it's like, how can we then expect our energy to be sustainable in our business? We then just get sick all the time or burn out all the time. So then we can't put the foundations in place in our business. So it's like, we need to make sure we're looking at both areas of our life to be able to get to that next level. So then the third, third piece to this, that is really around, you know, leaving money on the table, being afraid to charge more and mentally capping yourself as well. So this really relates to income, this third one. So when I say leaving money on the table, I also say, also want to add about leaving opportunities on the table because opportunities lead to the impact, the increased levels of impact that we desire, the, the byproduct, increased income. It's like, that's the automatic byproduct. So when I say opportunities, what I mean by that uh, is, are there opportunities right in front of you where you could do a collaboration with someone, maybe that's a live, maybe it's like doing a masterclass together, maybe it's sharing, of being like, you know, I could share a blog on your blog and you could share one on my blog or would you like me to do a guest blog it's like is there anyone in your audience that you speak to already or in your world that you speak to already that is an opportunity for next level impact and is there anything holding you back from going for it with that does it feel scary? Are there any limiting beliefs coming up? Because then we want to work through those. So it's like, okay, we can then transcend them and then we can carry on and make the moves. So we can support our body first, our mind, our body first, and then we can go and do the masculine doing, let's get this rolling kind of thing. So that's the kind of opportunity part of this. But then going back to the money part of this, which this is, a big category. It can be very easy to leave money on the table, but it can also be very easy to put things in place so that you're not leaving money on the table. And what I mean by leaving money on the table is this can be done in a way of not increasing your prices when you feel is right to increase your prices. And generally when we feel is right to increase our prices is generally after we could have increased our prices, but that's, that's like a whole nother thing. So increasing our prices, first of all, is a really, really key area to bring awareness to. It's like, have you run a course a few times and now you're getting so many incredible, you know, testimonials from it that it's like, wait a minute, this is worth so much more. I've added more to it. There's more inside of it. The price should be more than that. Like I truly believe in my heart that this is worthy of more. So it's like, can we increase the prices on that? Or can we increase the prices on our one-to-ones? You know, I've had this one-to-one price for a while. I've obviously got more experience now. I can get people results faster now. So it's like, can I increase those prices too? And then other ways we can leave money on the table is by not closing the gaps. And what I mean by that is not allowing people to know where they can go next. So say, for example, they finished a program. Is it that you have another program that's like the next step from that or another way to be supported as they implement that in their life? Are you telling them about it? 
Or are you being like, no, I'm not going to tell them about it because I don't want to be salesy. In which case, it's just like we want to bring awareness to that. And then instead, just think, you know, wouldn't they want to know that? Like they've already learned this and they're like, oh my God, like tell me more, tell me more. I've already got to this stage. I want to be able to do this better. I want to learn more about it. So it's like, we're not being salesy. Actually, they're already there. They already showed an interest. They want to know this. So let them know the next step. Or it might be, for example, they've signed up for your newsletter or they've signed up for a freebie or something like that. I see it so many times where it's like, you sign up for a freebie and that's it. There's nothing. There's like two words, thank you maybe, or congratulations and that's it. But it's like in that moment, we then have the opportunity, which is actually something I implemented with a sign up page I was doing this week, where it's like, we can say congratulations. Okay, here's where you can go next. You can learn more from the podcast. You can learn more from, you know, my Instagram. If you're not already on there, you can learn more from my blog or you can work with me in these ways that relate to obviously what they have just signed up to. We don't want to send things that don't relate. We want to think, you know, what relates to this? What would be the next step? Or do I have something coming up that's like, oh, I actually have something coming up soon. Here, you can get on this list and I'll tell you when it's available if you want to join. So it's just closing those loops to allow yourself to easily impact more people. It's again, these things are like running in the background for you. They don't take long to implement. So we can impact more people and then that byproduct, more income. And then the key last area around this is really understanding your mental cap for receiving. So with receiving comes a flip side. The more we receive, the more the chance of the flip side. So what I mean by that is the more we receive, the more we, or the more we impact people, so whether we are receiving money or impacting people, the more the potential for the odd dissatisfied client, then the more the potential for a refund request, the more the potential for someone to write a comment on your thing, being like, no, you're wrong, this is the right way, da 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 the more the potential for something that feels sticky to happen. So we really want to become self-honest in whether we're afraid of these things. And if these things were to happen, do we have any process in place? Have they happened before? Can we learn from that and put a process in place? Like I love to put in place standard operating procedures, which are shortened to SOPs, where it's like, you know, if someone um, asks for a refund, this happens. Or if someone, you know, writes a comment, then this happens. So it's like we have in place like this, this, this happens. And it generally, it rarely happens, these things. But it's like we then know I'm supported in those moments if they do. And if that's something holding you back from receiving more because you're afraid of this flip side, then it's like, yeah, we really want to put these things in place. We really want to understand why we're feeling this certain way as well. Because yes, we can put the strategies in place for it, but we also want to understand what we're making it mean about us. Because a lot of the time it's when we have programs that are getting so many people incredible results, then it's like, yeah, there may be the odd person who doesn't like it, but that doesn't mean anything about us. 
that clearly it's impacting so many incredible people. So that's just one person that it just didn't quite resonate with. And that's okay. Sometimes that's just the case, you know, that happens. And sometimes we don't know that until we try it. We think it's right for us and then we get inside it and we're like, oh, actually that really wasn't what I was looking for. So it's like, what are we making that mean about us? And we really want to get self-honest with that so we can transcend that and then be like, no, if that happens, this is a process, that happens, well, good, carry on. Rather than like a three-day like, oh my God, that happened and I can't believe it and oh my God, maybe my courses aren't good enough even though I've heard all these people go through it already. Maybe I need to change something in it. And yes, when we get feedback, it is like we want to look at that feedback and think, do I change anything about that? Does that, you know, is that a valid comment? And sometimes it will be and sometimes it won't be. And that's okay to disregard sometimes and be like, yeah, that's really good actually. Can you tell me more? I'd love to understand more so that maybe I can implement this in the future. So we really want to become self-honest around, are we afraid of the flip side? Like what does it mean to have more impact, more income, more ease, more flow? What does that mean about me, about my business? And what am I afraid of other people thinking about that? of things that might happen because of that. Because that's when it's like, we can really understand, yes, I'm ready for that next level, or wait a minute, I just need to do some inner work to move through this, to then allow myself to receive more. And the other area of this is to really think, where else am I capping myself at receiving? Like, what is my, what I think is appropriate to receive? So what I mean by that is generally we will have subconscious programming around how much we feel we are, air quotes here that you can't see, (laughs) allowed to receive. So that might be created by um, social limited, like subconscious programming from our parents, from generations, like it can come from all sorts of things. So for example, you might have the thought of, and this is something I found programmed, subconsciously programmed into me from um, my childhood, from societal programming, from all the things really, that was if I earn over a specific amount, then I'm therefore greedy because rich people are bad in some way, air quotes there again. (laughs) And it's like, okay, we want to start to get, understand what is going on what is going on around these things because if actually we're like yeah I desire to have let's go let's go for a random figure here I desire to have 20k months but it's like actually if I had 20k months I worry that I'll be distant from my friends my family I think I'm greedy my clients will think I'm greedy um it'll look like I should be charging less for things because I don't need that much money again air quotes there like if it's like if there's a list of things coming up it's like wait a minute where are those things from and are they actually true because actually none of those things are true at all they are just subconscious programming we have built up over the years which is so natural for all of us but we're in a time now where it's like everyone's transcending these programming or not everyone a lot of people desire to transcend this subconscious programming to create a world of flow of love of joy it's like a new area era we're really stepping into where it's like no we don't desire to think these and feel these things anymore we desire to think these new things now which are like 
you know, if I earn more money, then I will be able to do more good in the world by using that money to pay for other services. Like, for example, if you're going to outsource something, it's like, oh my God, you're not being greedy because you earned more. You just went and paid someone else. So then they can then support their family. So it's thinking of things in different ways. It's like transcending those things that are not serving you anymore to allow you to scale to that next level. So I have shared so much in this episode. You might be like, oh my God, that was a lot. I definitely recommend going back and listening to this, like really journaling around this, journaling around what's coming up, trusting what's coming up, what's alive for you. Again, not shaming on yourself just allowing yourself to become self-aware, self-honest, so that you can work through these things. You can think, what do I want to set and put in place? What do I want to work through myself? What inner work, what healing do I desire to do? Or do I need support with anything like this? That is the incredibleness of all of this information inside here. It's like there is so much that can change and shift within you to allow you to unblock from any of those things maybe stopping you from that next level. And if you are desiring to be supported whilst you work through any of the things coming up today or anything coming else coming up as you're scaling to that next level, then the mastermind is the place to be. The soulful expansion mastermind. We are really going to be diving into these sorts of conversations. These conversations and also somatic practices, which are practices with the body where we can release any stored energy around any limiting beliefs, subconscious programming that we're holding on to, which is so powerful. So inside the mastermind, we're really going to be looking at the strategy side of things, like cleaning up any foundation so that you can get to that next level and you're supported. We're also going to be looking at the inner work. So doing somatic sessions every single month. We're going to be talking mindset. We're going to be talking energetics, outsourcing, all the things that are live for you. The whole program is going to be tailored to everyone inside and it is application only so that I can really check that we're all aligned so that the things that other people are talking about are the things you probably need to hear in that moment as well. Or maybe they're things that you might find come up in the next few months, the next year or so. So that everyone is just going to really support each other. It's going to be like an amazing, supporting, safe portal for growth, for impact, for all the incredibleness. So if that sounds like something that you are like, oh my gosh, how yeah, I want to scale to my next level. You have shared and created at least one offer. So that might be you're offering one-to-ones. It might be you've created your first course or maybe you're on your second, your third. You might have shared some masterclasses. Then that is the place for you. And drop me a DM. We can talk it through or you'll find the application link below. All right, so that is it for today. As always, I love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts, comments, questions, all the things, drop me a DM on Instagram at Sarah underscore Rosala in the show notes as always. Until next time.